Support for this episode comes from Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why Viator has over 300,000 bookable experiences, so there's always something for everyone. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. team on Blogging the Boys Network in partnership with SB Nation. I am Meg Murray and I'm joined as always by Paul Stewart. Hey Paul, how's it going? I'm good, I'm good. I'm absolutely buzzing for this weekend. Let's go! <laughs> Let's go! <laughs> Would you say that you missed this team uh, during the bye week? Yeah, like literally, I'm I'm literally one Dallas Cowboys football injected into my veins right now because of the whole bye week. It's like I was absolutely bored out of my skull like just watching these other teams play and I was like, okay, I need my fix. I need my Dallas Cowboys to come back. And what a game we've got up against. We're going up against the Green Bay Packers and by God, we've got a lot to talk about. (laughs) Yeah, we do. I mean, so, you know, just kind of talking about watching other games from last week, um, the Packers played quite a game. Um, I'm telling you right now, this is probably the worst Packers team I've seen in the past 10 years. Yeah, I mean, we had a Kelsey and I had Kevin Turner on, um, who is a lifelong Packers fan who does cover the Cowboys. So that's an interesting dynamic right there. But well, uh, good old KT. <laughs> he, he said pretty much the same thing. He was like, this team is bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And for likes for likes of Aaron Rodgers, though, like, and we discussed a lot about this on the UK Cowboys fans uh, TV podcast. Me and Mike were saying, basically, Aaron Rodgers has basically got one foot out the door already. Like, it, it kind of feels like he just doesn't really care anymore, if that makes sense. Yeah, like, it, it's one of those things where you, like, you wish you could have, just, like, be a fly on the wall, have a candid conversation with a guy, like, what kind of made you come back and sign that contract anyways? And, oh, obviously, 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 the money, obviously. Well, yeah, but, <laughs> I, but when you're wishy-washy like that, you lose guys like Devontae Adams who don't want to tie themselves to a team that they don't know that you're going to be a part of, you know? You see, so, uh, yeah, and, and and here's the difference between when you compare Rodgers to, like, Brady, who's very team-friendly, he'll take the pay, he'll take the pay cut so he can get these players on his team, and this is why, like, Brady has been, like, he's won the Super Bowl seven times or so. I've lost count, to be fair. and he seven, is, but, seven, I believe, is the correct number. Yeah, so, that, and he is, and this is why he's regarded as the goat, because yeah. not just not just from being for who he is on the field, but for what he is as a teammate, he, he's, he vouches for players to get guys on his roster and actually try and get the best out of them, and he's done that on multiple occasions, even from players that no, nobody wanted, but whereas Aaron Rodgers... It, he seems to spit the dummy out a lot, a, a lot, and we kind of saw that in the sideline last week there, where um, Sammy Watkins was trying to approach him um, to say, "Can we, can we talk about this?" And, and Aaron Rodgers just walked away from him. 
Like, that's not a good sign. It's not yeah. a good sign. I mean, I don't, there's not really a part of me that thinks that, you know, the team doesn't like Aaron, but I just feel like he's so frustrated that he's not able to really be a leader on this team. And that's really affecting them kind of across the board. Also the fact that like, let's be honest, they didn't really do anything to help him out. So- no, 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 they didn't. Like the Packers have the, the, they need to take all that responsibility themselves by giving him the contract in the first place, but also yeah. not to, not to give Rogers any help whatsoever. Like, Losing Devante Adams is a big loss. We all know that. Like, and, and we're seeing him how he's pr- producing for uh, the Raiders right now. Mm-hmm. But who if they draw in right now? Like Romeo Dubs, the I think I think I think Dubs is a rookie. I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but he's came in with very low expectations. He's had some nice few couple of games there and there, but when you've got when you look at some of the games um overall for the Packers and in particularly the London game against the New York Giants, it felt like you were watching the Seattle Seahawks versus the New England Patriots Super Bowl, uh, where that last play of the game and Rogers made a terrible decision to fr- decide to throw the ball right at the end of the end zone, and that's what cost them the game. Like they, they could have just run the ball. They had a wee fair bit of time on the clock just to run the ball in and yeah, just completely killed it off for themselves. And we just saw that that game against the Lions through like three interceptions and he just did not look comfortable at all. Like I it just it's so bizarre seeing Green Bay in the scenario where Aaron Rodgers is being like the the boogeyman for the Detroit Lions all these years. But and you were kind of saying this before we went on a before we started re- uh, recording, it's like he has been our boogeyman in most recent years as well. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, though, with, you know, having such a poor season, they seem to just, like, be miscommunicating left and right, no matter, like, what side of the ball we're talking about. Um, but, you know, to have a loss like that, I, it's one of those things where you know in the back of your head, this is not a good team. There's a ton of injuries. I shouldn't be worried about them. This is, they're nothing like to us. Like we're, we got this, but in the back of my head, I'm like, Ugh, an angry Aaron Rodgers. I don't like that one bit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm still, I'm not gonna uh, get too excited. Like, cause obviously, cause we all know Aaron Rodgers is capable of pulling something out of nowhere. Like the Hail Marys out of nowhere and stuff like that. Like if there's one guy that can actually do that is Aaron Rodgers. So, but with that being said, looking at their injury report, it's not looking good at all. Not good it's at all. Texas A&M, honestly. And that's not well, a good thing. <laughs> I'm, I'm, just, I'm just trying to count the number of players I've been listed just throughout this whole week. Um, Obviously, we'll mention who's going to be out this game, but I'm just, let me see. So there's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. There's 20 players on this injury list starting from Wednesday. Oof. 20. 20. So a lot of them were limited. A lot of them did not practice on Wednesday. I same again on Thursday, same again on Friday. Some of them kind of had full participation, but the biggest one is the game status for the game on Sunday. So with that being said, Devondi Campbell, the linebacker, is out. Romeo Dubs, who we just mentioned there, the wide receiver, he is out. Um, Shamar uh, 
Shamar James Jean Charles. I sorry, I do pron- I do apologize if I do not pronounce his name correctly. He's out with an ankle injury, and the biggest one of all is Eric Stokes, the cornerback. He is also out, but also questionable. Amari Rogers, the wide receiver, he's questionable with a quad quad white uh, quad hip injury. Um. Yeah, I have no idea. But but uh, obviously with David Bacchiari, um, the tackle, the starting left tackle, he's questionable as well. And he's been questionable throughout this whole season. So it's not looking good. And here's the big one as well, is Rashan Gary, the linebacker. This is massive for our offense, a massive boost, especially when it comes to the run offense. And, and I'm so glad that I mentioned this. It's like, because when you look at the... I'm sorry, I say Detroit Lions. I'm sorry, the Green Bay Packers um, defensive front, they run as a 3-4 type of defense. And that kind of opens the doors for like the inside run. But also, without Rashan Gary there, who's going to be that linebacker who's going to blitz to be that fourth person going down the line? And when you've got a fourth, uh, like a four linebacker core, it's going to open up the gap for the middle. So for likes of Jake Ferguson, Hendershaw, and Dalton Schultz, that's going to be a money, a money throw, like when you're playing against a three four essentially. So it's going to be a very interesting game to say the least. Um, but like I said before, we went on a before we started recording. I'd be so annoyed if we do not win this game. We, I'd be so annoyed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's really no reason we shouldn't win this game. Yeah, and it's about time we get actual revenge for the amount of times that Rogers has caused us the pain and suffering with the <laughs> Dez Corrett crash. Then there was the playoff game at home under Dak's um, rookie season uh, where Mason Crosby, and that's an odd guy who's actually on that injury list, is Mason Crosby. Yeah. He's, he's been limited uh, with, uh, let me just double check, um, with a back injury. And we know when it comes to with back injuries with kickers, that can play a big massive factor as yeah. well. Yeah. I mean, there's literally, we have every advantage in the world. It's almost a little unfair, um, but I it's don't like it. <laughs> it's like you generally feel a little bit of sympathy for the Packers, but at the same time, it's like, nah, not this time because. Like I said, it's like you've punished us all these times, like the past couple of uh, games. It's about time we punish you guys. Yeah, I would love to like run it up to like 50 or something like that. Be really obnoxious about it. Um, That would make me feel good. But <laughs> I mean, the odds of that happening, not amazing, honestly. Um, we do, are, We have everything going for us, though, like we said. Yeah, and we don't even know the state of how recovered Aaron Rodgers' right right hand is right, right. now. Yeah, I mean, and again, that's the boogeyman. That's the X factor. You can say, you know, there's other guys on that team that really carry it too. Like can, maybe they're like running core or something like that because he's going to have to lean on them this game. Um, yeah. But Aaron Rodgers is like always their X factor. He finds ways to make guys look good that you didn't even know – had an NFL career. So that's that's one of those things. And he's still able to play too. So uh, 
it really, that's the thing that drives me crazy is that I can't count them out, even though they're like so in the gutter. I, I know it, it, it's like you've got all these advantages, but there's and always play well last week, and I'm still I, in my head. I know it, it's, it, there's always that, but but it's Rogers, it, it's like yeah. it, it's always it's that that small X factor about him, um, and in a way, it's like we are pretty like we are showing our appreciation for Aaron Rodgers because we know how good he is. Yeah. But it's it's yeah. I'm just I'm again I'm looking down at this list of injuries right now. It's like even the running backs right now. Aaron uh, Aaron Jones, the running back, he yeah. suffered that. He suffered. He got stretched off in Detroit uh, the, during the uh, Detroit game. He's limited. So is the most carries going to be on AJ Dillon? So. It's going to be like even their run game might be very limited as well. So the yeah. wide receiver, the wide receiver cores are limited, and the running backs are limited. And don't forget, their tight ends. You've got Mercedes Lewis and uh, what's the other one? Robert Tonyan. They're also being limited as well. So that's when I do like a sound drop where it's like, who? Uh honestly, it's like. Like I said, it's like if we do not win this game, I'd be so annoyed. I, this one might bother me more than no, okay, not more than any playoff game, but like you know, any regular season game, just because of like how like thin they are. Like if we didn't win, Very, game, mm-hmm. I wouldn't lose my mind. Um, and it's like one of those things where you 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 want them to uh, like K- KT was almost like I kind of want them to look ahead to the Vikings, and I was like, I don't like that mentality. But like that's gonna be the bigger like. That's the that's the bigger game right now is the Vikings. Yeah. They're, like, Which is crazy. If you looked at the beginning of the season, you would never think that. No, but you would never think the way how the Vikings have been playing. They're like, well, they six like six and two, same as us. I think they might be seven and one actually. Seven, uh, let me just double check actually. Uh, Go right ahead, and it's the funny thing is you know you look at the schedule at the beginning of the year and like Fox for example. This is what I find so funny. So our good friend, Dave Hellman, and um, good friend, Carmen Vitali, they both work for Fox Sports. They are, like, going – Fox is going all out for this game because they put so much into it at the beginning of the year. This is going to be America's Game of the Week. And I'm like, if you – it's just, like, looking at it now, it's, like, one of those things where football is so unpredictable. The fact that they are, like, putting so much into this and it's still, like – it's really not that great of a matchup at the end of the day. No, no, it's not. Okay, so I've just got the, I've got the NFC North table right now. So the Vikings are seven and one, like you just mentioned there, and and I'm, I know we're kind of jumping ahead. to the Eagles, I believe. Yeah, and they're undefeated at home this year. So, but but you look at the Packers though, they're two and two, and away from home they're one and four with a five game losing streak. That's so unheard of. For the Packers. Exactly. And it's, it's, it's so, it, it blows my mind. That's, it's There's so many different, like, narratives that kind of surround this game for me. Like, one, um, Aaron Rodgers is always the buzz of the NFL. Like, whatever he's doing, like, people want to talk about it. So, like, that makes sense. You know, like, the dynamic between him and his coach, the dynamic between him and his team, the fact that he has an injury. Then you look at – the second thing is, like, this team is – not playing well. They are bad right now. And that's so abnormal. Just even when they don't have like the star power 
behind them that, you know, you, you see from time to time on that team, you always expect them to be really competitive. Um, and they just really aren't right now. Um, and then thirdly, it's, you know, Mike McCarthy's homecoming. He hasn't been back to Lambeau since he was fired from that team. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, it seems that they've made up, but that's still something that's like in the back of both of their heads it has to be. Yeah, I, I'm not paying that much attention to Mike McCarthy going back to Green Bay. I'm just, I find that's just a, that's just more of a media, just making it, trying to make it more up to what it's supposed to be type of statement, if that makes sense. Like, McCarthy, like his head will be screwed on. He'll be wanting to go over to Green Bay and focus on us and not Green Bay. Like, in terms of, he wants to make sure that we're executing our game plan well. He wants to make sure Dan Quinn has his um, steam off set up. He wants to make sure that Kellen Moore is on tune to actually dismantle the Green Bay Packers on Sunday. I'm not worried about him. That's just, you know, just mm-hmm. something that kind of surrounds this game as we like look into Sunday. And I think the fun part is like thinking of there's really only two guys. No. Yeah. Okay. Two like, you know, offensive star power kind of guys that um, have, you know, played up there before. I'm not counting Zach Martin in that, um, but it's Zeke and Dak. Uh mm-hmm. And they, you know, came away with a win in 2016, but um, not in the playoffs. We won't talk about that. But <laughs> yeah, looking at these young guys that are coming in, you know, Micah Parsons, Trayvon Diggs, these guys are excited to go to Lambo. They've never been there. Like well, playing an NFL game. Yeah, I'm very excited for Micah Parsons. He is fired up for this game massively. Like the fact that he's like... I think he was actually on his live stream and he was kind of like asked a question on his Twitch stream or something like that, I believe. And he was kind of making a wee couple of comments saying, yeah, man, I'm just absolutely thrilled. I'm buzzing to play up against this type of quarterback. Like I've played against Brady, haven't played against Rodgers. I'm just thrilled to kind of get this opportunity and show show what I, I'm made of and and really get, get on Rodgers. So he's fired up and... Make no mistake, like, w- again, looking at the injury report again, like, some of their offensive linemen are questionable. Well, obviously, we mentioned Bacchiari there, the tackle. He's pretty much, well, he's not going to, I don't think he's going to play as, as much you would expect, but if he's not on that field, then it's a big loss because he is an all-pro guard. Been to the Pro Bowl, he's, he's, he's legit one of the best tackles in the NFL when he's fully fit, but... I can see this just being our defense just having their way once again. And let's just not forget as well, we, we, we talked about like Aaron Rodgers with his hand and stuff like that. And, and we saw what the Detroit Lions did, Chris. They were not, they were like ranked one of the worst defenses in the NFL. And look what they did. And Support for this episode comes from Viator. Sure, a good souvenir is always fun, but it's the experiences that people love the most about traveling. When you get back home, that t-shirt might fade and that snow globe might break, but it's those once-in-a-lifetime memories that will last. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like architectural sightseeing, snorkeling excursions, sunset cruises, and so much more. With Viator, you can reserve everything from simple tours to thrilling adventures with over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries. Whether you're a foodie, a history buff, or an adrenaline junkie, there's something for everyone. 
Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you can have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Make memories that will last forever with Viator. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Life moves pretty fast. Are you drinking water that can keep up? Smartwater Alkaline has everything you need to stay hydrated, no matter where your day takes you. Whether you're pitching a tent or your next big idea, Smartwater Alkaline can help you perform your best. It delivers a pure, crisp taste that makes it the perfect chaser after a big workout. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. Some would point out that we said that everyone, we all talked about, you know, the Lions coming into when they played us in Dallas, and they actually put up a pretty strong show. Yeah. Yeah, they they actually play, are they the, the worst in the NFL these days? I don't know. Yeah, it's it's, it's kind of seems like there's some teams just step up to the occasion depending yeah. on who they're play, playing against. So, but where this game, when you've got like so Trevon Diggs there, you've got Micah Parsons there, and the basically in there in the trenches and stuff like that, it's going to be very interesting to see. Um, but yeah. I'm very excited just to see how our defense are going to capitalize on this opportunity with all these questionable players and all these players that are out for the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, and you uh, you noticed something else, you know, during the week about their defense that you were you were trying to explain to me before we go on here. Yeah, so my, my fellow compatriot and uh, fellow blogging the boys writer and UK Cowboys fans podcaster, uh, Mike Poland, uh, he tweeted out this little st- statistic here. So the Packers have fit, have just three rushing touchdowns in the red zone this season, which is the second fewest in the NFL. However, the Cowboys have just allowed three rushing touchdowns in this season, which is the third fewest in the NFL. So essentially, our run defense in the red zone is the top three, and the Packers run def- run offense in the red zone as second last. So what you're saying, what you're saying is they shouldn't be able to get any running touchdowns on us. <laughs> they sh- based on that, we should be absolutely like taking them to town pretty much. Yeah. I mean, say more things like that. It's one of those things too, you know, looking on the other side of the ball to us, um, you know, cause we kind of focused, I've been focusing on the Packers cause I cannot get Aaron Rodgers out of my head. I'm going to, I'm going to smack him out of there somehow but um (laughs) looking at us though you know tony pollard is going to given uh given the fact that ezekiel elliott is likely coming back he's probably going to be limited on his snap count um it's going to be tony pollard time again yeah it means yeah so yeah so so based on the cowboys injury report uh ezekiel elliott is questionable but Jerry Jones did state on one hundred five point on the on the fan, country, yeah. yeah. Um, said he's likely going to play. So, um, the only player that is not going to play for the Cowboys is Anthony Barr, or yeah. linebacker. So, um, it's a bit of a mess because obviously Anthony Barr has a lot of experience playing against Aaron Rodgers. 
uh, over the years, and of course when he played with the Vikings. So um, he would have kind of had. Want to rest him up for the Vikings in a way. <laughs> yeah, that's actually quite a good point. I actually never thought about that. That might be part of it. I'm not Ooh. saying I know everything, but you know. But but looking at the rest of the, uh, the, the of our injury list, it's like you so. At the start of the Wednesday, Dorrance Armstrong, Anthony Barr, Noah Byrne, Ezekiel Elliott, Ferg- Jake Ferguson, Michael Gallup, Malik Hooker, Parsons, Schultz, Turpin, Sam Williams, and Donovan Wilson. Fast forward to game status uh, and Friday and Friday, full participations, pretty much, for everyone else. Um, the only ones that were not was obviously Anthony Barr and Ezekiel Elliott, who was limited, so... Just two out of those guys, and everyone else is ready to rock and roll. So we've got a, we've got our f- roster ready to rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> and again, it's like if we do not win, I'd be so mad. Uh, yeah, that would it would truly be painful. It's one of those things like, it'd I, be, yeah, for me, if, for me, it would be like if the Cowboys were to lose against the Packers, is it would be like that meme of you getting getting a stick and prodding the right. coach. It's, it's like do something, do something. Like for all intents and purposes, we should just be like peacock strutting, like ready to go, so confident. And I'm not saying the team isn't because I think they are. I think they're mm-hmm. ready to go. I think that they don't have this in the back of their heads. I feel like it's. Fans that have been, you know, around the block a time or two with this, with Packers, that we just have this, like, like, you know, hurt dogs don't holler. And I'm, like, wincing every time someone says Packers. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> I, I think that another, another factor as well, is just as well, and it's more to do with how the schedule was laid out. At least we're not playing the Packers in December, where it's yeah. a lot colder. Like, the, the way how the pack, the way the Packers are... Like, I mean, it's still it's still going to be cold, but yeah. not not as cold as it would have been in December. So, um, but again, I think that it's just an act, a slight a slight advantage as well. Like, we're not going into like deep, extreme conditions or anything like that. So, but I touch wood. Hopefully, it will be a nice day during during that day and stuff like that as well. And uh, but yeah, <sighs> I, I, I I'm 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 kind of almost gassed out from speaking now. <laughs> Okay, so let's let's talk good things. Like, yeah, what do we? Yeah. Let's talk about some good things that we can like throw out there that we can manifest to happen. Like, what do you? What's a big play that you think could happen that you want to see? Jake Ferguson getting a touchdown with over fifty yards. <laughs> like, yes. I'm loving Jake Ferguson week by week. Like, in terms of like as a run blocking tight end and how he's now becoming like that. That now he's he's getting more involved with the passing game now as well. So I'm I'm really excited to see how he continues to develop. But I think with how this defensive front with being a three four defense, I think the doors will open for him. Don't forget, obviously with Dalton Schultz as well. I think he'll still be your number one guy. But and I think he'll tend to grab more attention compared to Ferguson. So when Ferguson's on the field, people might not necessarily focus on him as much. But everyone knows Dalton Schultz is like Dak's main target guy, like a safety net. So I think once Ferguson's in there, people might think, oh, they might turn around to look at Lamb or turn around to look at Gallup instead. That'll be me. That might be a big um, mistake from the Packers' defense. 
Yeah, I always hesitate, you know, when it comes to talking about Kellen Moore these days. And I'm like, I don't want him to get too fancy, too fancy, too creative. Yeah. One of those things where this just kind of opens up, you know, options for him to do that if he wants to. But I, I know. I, I don't want him to do that. Like, 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 you know, this is, I don't the, need the, anyone. Like, I don't need anyone other than Dak passing the ball or yeah. like doing like the short behind the back things or what. I don't. I don't need that. <laughs> I'm, I'm. I'm telling you right now. This is one of my life mottos. Life. Uh, sorry, no life. Less is more. Like less is more. Less is Kellen like, Moore. Yep. So uh, if if he, if Kellen Moore can keep the playbook a lot more simple, the more effective it can potentially be. The more you throw in there, the more it can be a bit more confusing. I know it's yeah. saying, I know it depending on the reads and stuff like that, how their defensive lined up and stuff like that, I get that. But it's like, if if the simple playbook is being really effective and removing the ball up the field, stick by it. Let Green Bay try and figure it out. And if that's when they start making adjustments, then that's when you can start throwing in that extra place or so. Yeah, I just wonder if he... If we get up high enough, you know, in the score, whether he'll like start to get a little frisky. Yeah. So for uh, someone who's a little more a staunch competitor. Yeah. Right. So let me ask you this question then, Meg. So what do you think is your going to be your big surprise in this game? I think I'm going to keep saying this until it happens. <laughs> so I'm manifesting Turpin taking it home, taking it to the house. Ah. I don't think it's going to be this game. I don't think so. I th- it, it is going to happen some point. It's going to happen some point this season. We do I th- know their special teams coach, and he's pretty darn good. But <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, but uh, but in terms of uh, defense side, then what would your hot well, take Micah's be on? back there. He's going to sack him a couple times. <laughs> Come on, everyone's going to go Micah Parsons here. Give, give me something more out out the cuff here, man. Come on, hit me with it. Well, then my next one's my next easy one is just like Diggs is going to get an interception. You want to you want to call it a pick six? Let's do that. <laughs> I'm going to say Malik Cooker. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Right. Horns up. Yep. Yep. I'm all I'm all about the safeties, and we know our we know my 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 good friend Brian loves his safety, so he will be screaming oh. for joy. If anyone doesn't know who we're talking, we're talking about Brian Gainer from UK Cowboys He's as well. He's been on here before, so if you haven't, yeah. you're missing out. And we'll probably try to have him back soon. But yeah, yeah, definitely. We were both big Jeff Heath fans. That's how uh, him and I started to bond. So <laughs> <laughs> the goat. Uh, the goat. Yes. Um. Yeah. I mean, I think the easy thing is for me is just I know Tony's gonna ball out, so that I can see happening easily. Um. Again, I think this is more of a better designed defense for Tony Pollard. And well, just for both our running backs, where Zeke can run the ball up up through the middle, like cause some disruption. Whereas Tony Pollard, like because they're running a free front, he could probably more run more outside to the edge a lot more effectively rather than playing against the forefront uh, defensive line. So uh, it'll be it, it, it's just going to be very interesting to see how this pans out. It really is, but I really think this is going to be a high scoring game for us. I really do. Well, and that's this is what's important, guys, because it doesn't matter what I predict here. It matters what Paul predicts here because he's usually pretty much on point with the score predictions this year. So uh, give us your score prediction. I am going Cowboys 41, Packers 21. 
That is an interesting score, and I love it. Yeah. Um, you know what's funny is Kevin Turner, who we had on, who I mentioned, is a Packers fan. He predicted 38-10 um, for the Cowboys. So you're, like, right in line there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I think Rogers will, like, I'm giving Rogers the benefit of doubt. Like, I think he I will still. I don't think that's a bad idea. <laughs> no. Like, he'll, he'll still try and make a game out of this regardless, Chris. We know he's a competitor. He's he's got that drive like he is going to be in the hall of fame at some point in his life so we know like he won't well will not go down easy so he'll put the ball back in the end zone at some point who's going to throw it to i have no idea who's going to be available that's the that's the big question but i think there will be points in the board for green bay but i just think with that coming back where he had a really good performance uh against detroit now having that bye week, he's now taking more time to recover and go through the practice reps to get himself more right up to speed, get get build up that communication with his wide receivers and stuff like that. All of our wide receivers seem to be healthy right now. Um no problems whatsoever. And just and make got, it look really appealing for Odell Beckham Jr., you know? <laughs> well, I'm so glad that you mentioned that actually. <laughs> Like I am full. Have I'm now mentioning this all season. <laughs> yeah, you have, you have, and at first I wasn't too keen on the idea, but now, kind of looking like in hindsight, depending what the deal is and how much it affects the cap, I'm all for it because it's if a bit if Odell Beckham OBJ can come in and actually contribute and help do what Amari Cooper kind of done to help. To, like learn like other other right receivers to learn from him and stuff like that in terms of like moves and ideas in terms of like routes and stuff like that. Like I'm all for that because experience comes a, a great way in terms of like passing technique. It's like catching technique. I do apologize there. Um <laughs> I'm all for that. Because we're we're getting that with Jason Peters in terms of the O line. Right. And that's and we're 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 seeing a a, a big difference for with Conor McGovern. Like since Peters has arrived, he's yeah. helped him out substantially, and we, and no one's talk, no one's talking about us, and this is what I'm it's really. Only you and me are like on the Peters the teacher like bandwagon. We we knew that was going to be the case. Like J- Jason Peters has came in to be a teacher in yeah. a way. Like he'll come in when he's really needed, but we're seeing the, the our main starters who have struggled in the past is now kind of it's like it's like a light bulb switch has just came on like this. Yeah. The past few games, our offensive line have been very effective right now, and and I'm a big critic of Joe Philbin. Like I'm probably one of his biggest critics, but I will give him his due. He's 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 turned things around so far, and uh, and hopefully with may that long continue. I mean, you made a you make a really good point there too. Um, the moves that they have made this season to bring in, um, like inject veterans into different parts of the team, like the O-line, we have Hankins that came in. Um, mm-hmm. that's, it's already starting to like inject a little bit of like. Um, it's not, it's not big money moves as well. Yeah. It's, it's like guys will still come in and do a job, but they can also kind of give our younger guys some knowledge to help elevate their game as well. Yeah, like I've been where you've been before young buck. Let me tell you how it's done. Um, and, exactly. And yeah. It's working out nicely so far. Um, like they're already making a difference, whether it's, you know, when they're on the field taking snaps or whether it's um, in practice or on the sideline, I think that's, 
a big thing. And like, don't discount. I know Odell Beckham is a is a personality, but he's a ball player. Like, I'll I'll, I'll be perfect. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think, like, after what watching his recent interviews and stuff like that, he seems to be a hell of a lot more humble as a person now. He's not as uh, the erratic, harsh, smack-talking wide receiver that we saw with the New York Giants all these years. Since he's obviously spent time in Cleveland and briefly at the Rams, I have noticed in terms of his personality, he's become more of a humble like, and I don't know what you think, but it, it seems like he's it's, it's become more mature as a player. I think mature is a great way to put it. I, I don't think that, you know, I feel like he got more of a bad rap than he deserved. Um, Like, he's always been a good locker room guy. It just, like, people might perceive it differently. Like yeah. Hitting a net on the field and being like, then he can't be a good teammate. And it just doesn't translate. Um, he was great at LSU. His teammates on the Giants loved him. Like, and I know the Brown situation didn't work out, but like, I think he's been in some bad situations, and then he's experienced a really good one, and he's looking again to like make a difference on a team and go all the way. And I feel like yeah. these guys know that about him, and they they know he'll fit in here, and they'll they want to make that work because they want to get a ring too. Yeah. So. I was talking to Mike about this um, the other day there about the whole trying to get Beckham on a team friendly deal and stuff like that. It's like it can work, like because we know Beckham might still ask for a lot of money, but there is a lot of things that are kind of go against Beckham because obviously he's coming back from the injury, he's not played all year, so that can probably bring down the price a little bit. And also, we know Jerry, he'll not he'll not spend top premium. Like we know that. So, yeah. but in one way or another, like Odell, but if, if Beckham was the same for the Dallas Cowboys than any other team, you won't be getting as much market and publicity than any other team. If he was the same, with, if he was the same with us, do you imagine all the endorsements, the sponsorships, the advertisements being in commercials? That would be him. He can earn that extra money outside of football just by being a Dallas Cowboy. So yeah, he has that notoriety already, but just like amplifying it by making him a cowboy would be kind of wild to watch. <laughs> yeah. And and he would look great in the star. So Yeah, I think so too. I you know, you know I'm for it. I've been saying for I know you have, my dear. I know you have. <laughs> it's like you have been vouching for this since like it was like he's not been signed since week one, pretty much. So, I was like, "Go Tigers, baby, bring him home!" <laughs> <laughs> oh, if only if we had our good friend Dave Helm on the show, he'll be right up there with you on that one. Hey, he's been he's been trying to get him on a well, not on to speak, but he's been talking about it on speak and how he should be a cowboy. So I'm like, listen to this guy. <laughs> yeah, guys, if you've not heard Dave Helm, and he is the eyes and ears and basically talking sense on speak right now, he is absolutely killing it. Him and Joy Taylor are the goats of the show. No offense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not there for Shady McCoy, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, Dave says that he likes him, but I'm like, here's the thing. I don't know him well enough to like him, so. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, we'll leave it at that. Um, but you guys, we have a big game this weekend. We are facing Green Bay at 3.30. Um, here in Central Time, America's Game of the Week on Fox. So be sure you tune in for that. Um, Paul's going to get to watch it, not in the middle of the night. Thank is- God. 
Every yeah. time that you see a game that's not at night, I want you to think of Paul and um, how he's able to watch the boys without ruining his sleep patterns. <laughs> yeah. It's if it's like a 1 a.m. kickoff. I'm literally a zombie throughout the whole game and I, I'm struggling to process what's just happened. Whereas a 6 p.m. kickoff or the 9.30 kickoff, I'm fine. It's all good. So I'm just happy the fact that it's at a decent time. I can watch the game. Perfect. Well, tell everyone where they can uh, tweet along with you while we still have Twitter. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> yeah, guys, you can follow me at IMPeace2 on Twitter and on Instagram. I am at Meg Murray with four R's on Instagram and Twitter, and we'll be excited to uh, t talk along with you, I guess, um, for that game. You can read up on everything you need to know before at bloggingtheboys.com, and you can listen to a podcast or us, you know, every single day if you want, um, at anywhere you listen to podcasts. Blogging the Boys, rate, review, subscribe, and uh, we'll see you next week. Go Cowboys. Let's get it. <laughs> Go Cowboys. Go Cowboys.